2: Episode 93, Logic Inbound. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien.
3: And I'm Katie Welsh.
2: So Katie, today we're t- chatting with Vlad from Logic Inbound. And it's actually crazy, like chatting to these entrepreneurs and hearing their stories and how they don't take salaries for some periods of time. And it's insane.
3: It, it is really insane. And just like you said, the not taking a salary and the level of constant hustle all the time for a a new entrepreneur that really wants to succeed. It's not a Monday through Friday, nine to five kind of thing. No, it's not. It's literally like their life. It is their
2: life and it's after hours. And, you know, like my dad always said to me, and he's an entrepreneur, he always said that, you know, no one will ever care about your business as much as you do.
3: Well, that's true. I mean, think about it. If you work for a company, there are days, whether you like to admit or not, that you are a little bit less productive than what you probably should be.
2: Or maybe a little bit over it. Yeah. Yeah. And and it definitely does happen. And, you know, ultimately, um, when you are like a CEO or running your own show, whatever the case is, that's your baby. Like you're ultimately responsible for it. Yeah. And there can be major, major rewards. But you take on a major amount There's, of risk as well. That's
3: It's a major risk. But yeah. what if it doesn't work out? And I know there is a statistic. I don't know it off the top of my head. But... Only one in so many small businesses actually really pan out.
2: Yeah, no, that's very true. So we'd love to hear from you. If you have a small business. Or
3: thinking about it. Or
2: thinking about it, let us know. Like We'd love to hear your story. Have you done anything crazy financially? You can reach us. It's info at chainofwealth.com. All right, you ready to dive into today's interview? Yeah. Awesome, let's do it.
3: Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom.
2: Hey, Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today we have Vlad with us. Vlad is the CEO of Logic Inbound, a digital marketing agency based in Seattle. He's a serial entrepreneur who's been featured on Shopify.com, TechCrunch.com, GeekWire.com, and CrowdsourcingWeek.com. Welcome, Vlad.
1: Hey,
3: Vlad.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me
1: on the show. I'm uh, excited to to jump in.
3: Yeah, definitely. So before we get going and everything, uh, what are some of the other... You said you're a serial entrepreneur. What are some of the other um, businesses that you've started?
1: Sure, yeah. So... When I was 19, uh, me and my cousin, our first company we started was called Shoplets. Um, it was inspired by uh, my love for uh, for Bruce Lee. Um, basically, I was surfing the Android app store one day and I noticed there was no um, Bruce Lee app quote out there. Um, you know, there were other figures like Chuck Norris, et cetera. But, um, you know, Bruce Lee wasn't on there. And. Basically, I didn't know why. So I talked to my cousin who um, in middle school, he built his middle school's first website. He's fairly smart. And to see if we could build an app with just Bruce Lee quotes. And he said, yes. And so we created the app. And in the span of two weeks, we got three uh, 1,500 downloads. And then basically um, after that, he asked me what we should do next. So I said, hey, why don't we create more apps? So in the span of um, two, uh, about, I would say, four or five months, we created about 30 apps, and we ended up with 300,000 downloads on the Android App Store in the span of about a year and a half. And we had 30,000 monthly active um, visitors. And then after that, um, you know, I was making a couple thousand a month, but still not enough to basically live on my own. So instead of starting a business-to-consumer company, a B2C, we wanted to start a business-to-business company. Um, a company that does business with other corporations. So we started a B2B and that was a software company for real estate, uh, managing brokers and, and brokerages. And we took that to 13 brokerages in three different States. And then basically, um, you know, got learned a lot of lessons. It was still growing. I could finally kind of live on my own and pay my own bills, et cetera, but wasn't growing fast enough. So that's where I started um, logic inbound. A friend of mine wanted some marketing advice. And, um, you know, that was five years ago. And so here we are today and that's my third, third company, digital marketing, you see logic inbound.
2: That's absolutely crazy. So if you could go back and start it all again and do something different or in a different industry, what would it be and why? Sure.
1: Yeah. So I wouldn't, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I've been asked this before and I don't know if I have, would have the patience to stick to marketing, um, you know, because a digital marketing agency isn't a sexy idea. It's not like a Snapchat app or Instagram, but, um, I would definitely, if if anyone's interested in starting a more traditional services company, I would definitely, um, you know, advise them to do something that they could sell instantly like a service and then productize it. That's actually what we're doing today. And that's what I wish I would have done. Right. I wish I would have gotten on this path earlier because, you know, today we have a, a team of, of 25 total. And then, um, I would have also told myself to reach out to more successful people for guidance, um, earlier as well. Obviously, um, you know, they're going to tell you, they're going to give you advice just like, you know, any coach would on, um, on, you know, on the football field, but you've got to actually go in and you got to play the game on your own. So that's all I got to remember. However, you know, it's still very important to have successful people around you because especially if no one around you has done what you want to do, it, it makes it much harder.
2: Well, you know, the thing is as well is that successful people are still people. And I think a lot of people forget that. You know, you, you always think, oh, this person has done so much. Who am I to be approaching them? And why would they waste their time with me? And I don't
3: want to bother them and everything. Right. But yeah. like
2: people are actually very down to earth. And if you just take time to sort of do outreach, like chances are people will say yes. If you give them a good pitch, people like saying yes.
3: Well, and also you are the company you keep. So if you're hanging out with a bunch of people who are working really hard and, you know, really trying to get ahead in life, you're naturally just going to feed off of that energy too.
1: Definitely agree with you. Um, yeah, you know, it's, that's very true. For example, I'm training for a marathon right now, right? Oh, I've good got luck. my own, um, you know, company. And guess what? One of my closest friends, um, he's doing the exact same thing. He's ran multiple marathons. He's got a couple businesses of his own. And, you know, I, I really believe that you are your, you know, your five closest friends in, in your circle, because they impact, you know, what you talk about. And since this is what you're talking about, this is what you're gonna be thinking about. And ultimately, um, th- that will impact the actions you take. So um, definitely agree with you there. And um, also, um, you know, in terms of reaching out to successful people, I-, I would also like to tell people out there that, hey, if you aren't in contact with them, then it's already a no, right? They're already not talking to you. So you've already been rejected. Really, the if they say no, then it's going to be the way it was. So you got nothing to lose.
3: That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> I really like that.
2: <laughs> Everything's
1: about perspective, right? <laughs> for sure. Oh, definitely. I think everything is about perspective. Um, you know, if if you look at a problem the right way, then you you can make it much easier. If you talk to the right person, they could really solve your problem. And and I'm I'm a huge believer in uh, networking, connecting with people. Um, you know, it's done it's done wonders for me. Um, you know, I could talk about hours and hours, um, you know, on networking alone. Like I, I, think it's, it's just so underutilized. Um, I, I throw five different events for, for one of my clients, my company does actually. And, um, you know, the, the people that, um, you know, throwing events has given me access to, um, you know, all the different multimillionaires, venture capitalists, angel investors that I now have on my cell phone, um, you know, giving me a huge, huge advantage, um, you know, against, uh, the competition. So, so I think, yeah.
3: No, I I definitely agree. And that's how mainly I have gotten all of my freelancing work that I've done for like the last year is all through people that we've had on the podcast or I've met like here and there through like different forums and everything. It's a huge way to just really get yourself out there and people, you know, if they're not looking for something, they know somebody and it's just establishing those relationships.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, um, you know, and, and obviously it's a long term game, you know, just like um, losing weight or, uh, you know, anything else. Like it it takes a while. But, um, you know, eight. so I started when I was 19. So I'm 27 now. So eight years later, you know, now it's 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 paid off. Definitely. I'll say. And, um, you know, we're continuously growing every year. So, Go you. so it's awesome.
2: Fantastic. So l- talking a little bit about perspective and being able to see things. You and your co-founders, when you started your company, Logic Inbound, you basically built stuff up from nothing. And I read that you guys didn't take a salary for the first year and a half. So I mm-hmm. have to ask about your perspective here. What was going through your head and your in your personal life, like finances, like what were you thinking when month after month is going by and you're not drawing a salary? Were you getting out there and networking really well? Or how did you handle that?
3: Because I would have been like that's- straight panic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a fantastic question. So um, going back to the mentorship thing a little. So my mentor, um, one of my mentors, actually, I have, I have multiple mentors. Um, one of them, he's the CEO of a company called BitTitan. And they actually, um, you know, they have over, I think, about 350 employees today. And for the first seven years, of his company, he didn't make a dollar. So, um, knowing his story that definitely prepared me, but then on the flip side, right. It's true that we didn't pay ourselves for the first year and a half. However, we were turning a revenue, right? So there's a difference between paying yourself and taking a salary versus generating revenue in the company. So we were having clients, but we were just reinvesting everything back into, um, the company, um, in terms of, you know, software, um, you know, getting clients, hiring people, et cetera. So, um, I think that's kind of the long term perspective, even today, you know, even five years later, I still pay myself, um, less than some of my employees, um, because I think it's just very important to reinvest as much as I can back into the company. Um, while, while I can grow, you know, we've been doubling every year for the past about four years. So uh, as long as we keep doubling, I'm going to keep, reinvesting.
2: Yeah. Okay. And, and that definitely makes sense. You basically have a hundred percent return. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, and you then, know. Uh,
3: When I heard that you didn't take a salary for a year and a half, I was like, oh my goodness, where's he living? Under a bridge, like eating dirt? Like how is that working?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. So I actually had money saved up from some of my other, uh, you know, other ventures that we started in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically that's, you know the first company made me a couple thousand a month um you know the second company we got up to about i think uh, at its peak we got up to 9k between me and my co-founders a month and my my second company skyreel was actually still i was while i was um having it come down basically i was uh, i you know i didn't sell it i di- i didn't have the skills back then i didn't know how and you know it is quite difficult selling uh, uh you know a, a fairly young company so all I did was I just kept the software going. I kept receiving the checks and paying myself as little as I could, um, you know, to reinvest back into this company.
3: That's really interesting. So thinking back, because it sounds like you've done like a lot in really a relatively little amount of time since you're so young. Uh, what was like one of the bigger, scarier financial risks that you had to take on either for your company or uh, personally?
1: I would say, I, yeah, I, I guess I would say definitely not paying myself for a year and a half um, was probably my that. biggest risk, right? Especially because, you know, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, I had family members, um, you know, friends, whoever, right? That they've never done it before, right? Luckily, like I told you guys, I had a mentor. He had over, you know, 150 employees. I had other other mentors, other entrepreneurs tell me like, yeah, this is, you know, you're on the right path. You're doing the right things. You're not a complete idiot. Uh, you know, you can, you can succeed. So they, they had my back, but really it was that huge risk of not paying yourself for a year and a half, not getting a job. Um, you know, that, that was the big thing. Um, also, one thing though, I should tell you when, when I did my company shoplets at the age of 19, I did work at a music store actually. So I would work from um, nine to five, and then five to 10 or five to 11 every day. And then obviously extra on the weekends, I would come home and we would work on the apps. So, um, you know, there are people out there that they, they if you can't afford to work a, um, you know, to do a company full time, then you can obviously go take a job, right? You don't have to take a huge financial risk. Luckily, right, I was young, I was about 20, 21. So I was still living with my parents. I graduated college two years early, and so they believed in me, you know, they were like, hey, you know, you're not average. You had 300,000 downloads on the Android app store. Like you've got a, a little bit something to um, to go off of. So they gave me that extra cushion. So when I did spring out on my own, um, you know, I, I had extra cushion. But uh, basically, also I worked a job um, when I was 19 for my first company that allowed me to save money. So if someone out there wants to start a company, there's no uh, shame, you know, doing a nine to five, right? And then five to 12, right? As long as you're getting your eight hours of sleep, go and, you know, go into your damage. I I would say that was a big, uh, that was a big thing for me in terms of, you know, just putting in the, the blood, sweat and tears to, to get to this point. I mean, it's really a lot of grueling, grueling work, you know, nothing, nothing sexy about it. You know, while everybody else is, is having fun out there. Um, you know, I was stuck at the office, stuck in front of my computer typing away. Yeah, Yeah.
3: well, we've talked to people who they were like, yeah, we go and we do like the nine to five and, you know, that's great and fine, whatever. It's really the five to nine of what that time frame. That's what counts with for your day.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, I mean, even yeah, even if you can't do like five to 12, if you do, um, you know, five to nine also, right. A lot of people, when they go and just do their regular standard job, they're not passionate about it. They don't have their day planned, right? So they're not really as productive as they could be. And also they're not even thinking about how they could be more productive for, for the next day, right? How could you do um, you know 30%, 40 percent more work the next day? So if you even if you're only working five to nine, you know, and obviously it's the safer route because you're not um, you know, taking as, as big, big of a financial risk and you do want to uh, mitigate that as much as possible, um, you know that's still very, very viable. Um, you know, there's plenty of people that have, um, you know, started their own real estate companies. Obviously I, I sold real estate software, so I know, um, you know, a lot of real estate agents, you know, there's plenty of people that had a part-time job and then they were selling real estate. Um, you know, the average real estate agent story is kind of like every, every real estate agent's a waiter and then they, they sell real estate and then they make the transition. So, um, yeah, you know, if you're that, that year and a half of me not paying myself, that's a year and a half of me paying my company.
3: That makes sense. And I read somewhere that the average American, per se, watches, what was it, like 30 hours of TV a week? It could be, And that is essentially like from 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the evening to whenever you go to bed, where if you just like kind of take one or two days even and you don't watch TV that whole time, you could be so much more productive.
1: For sure. I definitely um, 100% agree, right? Like there's so many – you know, people that out there, they, you know, all they got to do, they got to stop. They've got to stop watching TV, stop all their unproductive habits. And, you know, they'll they'll free up a lot of time. I used to be um, one of those when I was like 15, you know, I I was a bit of a nerd. I don't know if you guys caught on yet, but growing up, I was, (laughs) I was, I was a nerd. So basically I would play so many video games. I would play from like 7am, 7pm nonstop. Um, you know, and I just wasted away so many hours. So yeah, definitely. Um, if people just stop watching TV, that's, that's a lot of time. Um, you know, if you're on your way to work, right. I've done this multiple times. Um, you know, when I'm driving and I'm in traffic, I'll turn on an audio book that one of my mentors recommended. Um, you know, or I might basically plug in some headphones and then I might do a call with one of my partners. I do that, um, you know, quite often, right. That like, that's an hour's worth of time. If you multiply that by you know, a week, that's, that's five, five hours right there of, of meetings you could take. Um, you know, of course you should have headphones or Bluetooth for that. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways you could, um, you could save time and be more productive. Um, another way is emails, right? So instead of checking emails intermittently throughout the day, you could just check emails in the morning. So let's say you get into the office at, um, you know, 8 AM, right. And then basically. You just check them twice a day. So you check them in in the morning, right when you get in the office and then at night. And that actually makes you a lot more efficient at emails. Um, You could also get virtual assistants. So my company actually has four different virtual assistants that, um, you know, go through emails. They organize various documents for us. They do customer research. A lot of productivity hacks out there. Awesome.
2: Uh, I must say, like you said, spending a lot of time on video games, I I was like a complete culprit. (laughs) In in fact, um, I I don't know if you know Dota, Defense of the Ancients? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh man, like that game, like I actually used to play uh, on Steam, which kind of tracks how many hours you play. Um, And, oh my word, like... I actually stopped just shy of three thousand hours, and if you think about that, that's sickening.
3: That's, those are that's like insane that's
2: that's years insane. worth of work. So
3: we, I, I mean, I, I
2: legitimately had a problem.
3: We actually went to dinner last night with um, apparently South Africans. They travel a lot, and so he had a friend from South Africa who was in town yesterday, and we went to dinner with her, and we're having a great time talking and everything. And randomly, she was like, "So, how is your Dota game going?" And he's like, I don't play anymore. Yep. And she I haven't was, played she in like three years. She could not believe it. She's like, <laughs> you used to spend all your time doing that, and now he is still like a computer nerd. And but now he does stuff for the podcasts and the blog. But at She's least I'm a productive computer productive. nerd now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true. You use that nerd power for good. Look at that. Right. Look at you now. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the way to do it. (laughs) So speaking about using your powers for good, let's chat a little bit about Logic Inbound. So Mm -hmm. what kind of work do you guys do and what clients do you serve?
1: Sure. So primarily, I would say about 90% of our work is search engine optimization. So um, that's obviously getting people organic traffic from Google. So basically non-paid online, um, you know, so there's paid online advertising, then there's non-paid websites, there's non-paid um, optimizations you can do to your own website to get more natural traffic. So that's what we do. Um, and then we work with uh, basically um, you know everyone. We've worked with wedding planners which was in the early days. Um, one of our first clients was just like a solo wedding planner and then nowadays we've moved up market so we work with uh, larger companies like pac.com, pack.com. They're a uh, half a billion dollar um, basic, basically manufacturer. So they work with like really big companies. Um, so we moved up, up market a little bit, but, um, at the end of the day, it's just, um, you know, optimizing somebody's website to make sure that more
2: traffic hits, hits them and then they get clients.
3: More eyeballs.
2: Yep. (laughs) More eyeballs. So we have quite yeah. a lot of personal finance bloggers and just bloggers in general who listen to the show. If you could give them one tip, what would it be?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I can give them a lot of tips, right? The first tip I would give them is um, make sure that your homepage, this is a this is a conversion rate optimization tip actually. Cause if um, what we've done most recently is we'll do a couple of, um, you know, optimizations on the website to make sure your traffic converts because if you've got eyeballs, but you're not saying anything, you're not telling people to do anything, then it's not, um, you know, it's not too viable. So basically, um, make sure that when somebody first hits your website, right, don't scroll, don't do anything, look at your website and ask yourself, what is my website leading people to do, right? Like what is my user experience? Um, a lot of times people won't have like their phone number on their homepage, easily visible. They won't have um, a clear call to action on their homepage, um, above the fold. Above the fold basically means when somebody just lands on your homepage, you know, what's the first thing they, they see without doing anything? Um, you know, a lot of times websites aren't optimized there. So that's on just optimizing in terms of conversions. On um, my, my other tip would be, sorry, Dennis, I'm, I'm pushing this one and i am giving you no, two tips. Go no, ahead. you're
3: fine, you're fine.
1: The other tip I would say is look at your homepage because that's your strongest page on your website. A lot of times when people are linking to other websites, they'll link to your homepage. Right. So that's our strongest page, which means that's the page that has the highest chance of actually ranking somewhere on Google. Um, And so basically think to yourself, like, what do I want to rank for? Um, You know, and then go and look for that term that you want people to type in on Google. Um, This is obviously a very rudimentary way to do it. If you want to get more advanced, you'd use something like Moz or Ahrefs. We like to use Ahrefs at our company. There's a lot of different tools out there. SEMrush is another one, but basically you go out there and from a rudimentary point of view, you type in your search term that you want people to type in to find your your website. Then look at the first top 10 results and think to yourself, if you can compete with these guys and, um, you know, if you're looking at like MSN or, um, you know, you see Fox, right. Chances are it's going to be really hard to beat them right off the bat. So I'd recommend you come up with another search term. Um, you know, if you want like a more advanced way to do it, you'd have to use a tool like AHFS. But at the end of the day, that home page—it's really a, a very powerful page that you can optimize right off the bat to rank for a good term. So um, you should definitely carefully consider which keyword your meta title, which is on the back end of your website, what that's optimized for, and then your meta description also on the back end and also your H1, H2s. I don't want to get too technical. So, so yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, I've actually got a great friend who I'll introduce you to after the show. So you'll be able to, he also has a podcast, but you'd be a great guest to be on there as well. So. He would love you. Fantastic. (laughs) I would would be honored. The
3: networking, (laughs) it works. There
2: you go. Networking on air. (laughs) Exactly. That's great. (laughs) Awesome. Making the moves. All right. Very, very cool. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, we recommend a lot of books here at Chain of Wealth. And if you head on to chainofwealth.com slash audible, there you'll be able to listen to books. You'll get the first month for free. Audible is a fantastic service. I use it myself. And yeah, you can get your first month for free and listen to your books in audio format. That's chainofwealth.com slash audible.
3: All right, Vlad. So why do you think people struggle to achieve their dream?
1: Um, I think the number one thing is really um one of my favorite quotes is by I think Aristotle. And it's basically um we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is therefore not an act but a habit. Basically, it's because people haven't built up the habits that they need to build to um to become the person that they want to be that they need to become to get what they want to get. Um, right. So basically I think there's a quote out there and it's um, you know, if you want to get what nobody else gets, you've got to do what nobody else is going to do. Right. So you've got to build up those habits. So like for me um, in the last year, I've actually lost close to 40 pounds and the habit that I built up. Yeah. You know um, so it's, it's cool. And I think anybody can do it. Right. Um, I used to weigh 223 pounds. Now I'm down to one eighty two, And basically the way I did that, Was I just set the habit of jogging, and I set this really fun goal for me, which is to run a marathon. And you know, based on that goal, I'm able to you know build up this habit of running uh, at least once a day. I'll do like a mile a day at minimum. And since I do that every single day, right, it increments. And then now, you know, uh, this Sunday I'm going to run 21 miles. So, so basically, I think a lot of people they just maybe they're too pessimistic on themselves and, and they don't think they're achievable. They don't have the right circle, uh, circle around them. That's pushing them. Um, you know, th- and they just don't think it could happen and, and they don't focus small enough because if, if you set a really huge goal for yourself, like a big dream, right. Um, and you don't achieve it, then you, and, and you set like a tight deadline. Let's say you set a, a goal of, let's say, I want to make a million dollars in one year. Right. And let's say a year goes by and you lie to yourself because you don't, Um, you know, achieve that goal a million in a year, you're going to be less inclined to go for it again, because, you know, your own word doesn't mean much to yourself anymore. So what I would do is I would set smaller goals. And then once I execute them, I can make them larger and larger. And that's basically my, my philosophy on, um, you know, achieving goals is basically just focus on what you can do in the moment. Um, You know, the, the little, the little stuff, and then it'll all add
2: up.
3: Well, go you for, for setting that goal. My friend is running. Is she running a half marathon? I'm not or sure. She's running either a half or a whole marathon. And I went running with her one day. And I was just like, you're out of your mind. Like, this is miserable. <laughs> it's hot. And I, I hate running to begin with. And we ended up, like, not running together at all. Actually, we met up afterwards. <laughs>
1: uh, well. That's well, that's awesome for your friend, Katie. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm super
3: yeah. I'm super excited for her. So and she has yeah, like her next like marathon ready. Like her and her boyfriend are already planning what they're going to go do. And so that's really ad- admirable. I think
1: that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to be running my marathon in about, I think, four weeks from now. So it's going to be 21 miles, 22 miles, then a rest week and then uh, 26.2. So. Wow. So, Yeah.
2: Do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend?
1: Oh yeah, tons, tons. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean I guess we're just starting with this podcast then, if you want books. So um <laughs> the first one I read was at 16, um, which is um when I was I, I, I went to college at 16 and I was like, I'm tired of being such a um, you know, a nerd with video games, like I gotta turn my life around. So I read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Um Stephen Covey, right? So that one talks about habits. Um, obviously for our work week by Tim Ferriss, that's a great book. That was a book on productivity. I read where, um, it kind of solidifies that, Hey, you know, like you can work from your laptop. Um, you don't need to start like a really traditional business and you can work a, a business on the go. Like today I'm working from home. Um, next book I would recommend is awaken the giant within by Tony Robbins, which was a great book. It's one of his early works. Um, obviously think and grow rich. That, that's a that's a huge huge one. How to win friends and influence people. Um I would recommend, I guess, I mean, I can go on uh for a while, but but my biggest thing um would be uh just creating the habit of reading every day. Cause not one book is gonna give you all the answers, right? Um it, it might give you a lot, but if you keep reading different books and or rereading them, then they're gonna give you like a, a golden nugget every time. And I think that's what really helps me.
2: Definitely makes sense.
1: Yeah. And then in terms of podcasts, besides your podcast, this is what you guys mean. Well, of course. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Well, Tim Ferriss has, has a fantastic uh, podcast. Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who also has awesome books, you know, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Great podcast. Um, Entrepreneur on Fire. That's another uh, fantastic podcast. Um, And so, so yeah, those are, those are just a few.
2: Fantastic. So, I know you gave some quotes already, but do you have a favorite quote? Oh, that's so, that's so difficult, right? So, oh
1: yeah, obviously, um, you know, excellence, uh, the, the one by Aristotle, right? You are what you repeatedly do. Excellence is therefore an act, but not a habit. I, I really live by that one. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's another one. Um, another one is from a book called um, One Thing by Gary Keller. Which is also a phenomenal book. Gary Keller is a billionaire, by the way. Um, so, you know, he, he knows a thing or two about finance. And it's what's the one thing I can do right now that makes everything else easier or unnecessary? And he built his whole company, um, Keller Williams, which is a big real estate firm, multi billion dollar company, based on that one question. And he just kept asking himself that question based upon different problems in, in his life, whether it's personal or professional. You know what's the one thing I can do right now to make this podcast easier? You know, obviously it can't be unnecessary because I'm on it, right? So I can't just like <laughs> block it out. But like, what's what can I do to make this podcast easier so I could prepare more? I could basically get my uh, assistant to give me more notes on it, etc. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of uh, great merits asking that question.
2: Fantastic. So do you have any other last potting piece of advice for our listeners, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I would say, you know, start small, just take action. And then if anybody ever needs any help with anything, feel free to uh, uh, send send me an email, um, VladLogicInbound.com. I, I try to be as accessible as possible.
2: Chainz, we've been hanging out with Vlad. You can check out his website. It's LogicInbound.com. And if you have any SEO or any digital marketing needs, this is definitely a resource you want to check out. Chainz, we've absolutely loved hanging out with you today. And we've got a challenge for you.
3: If you message us and tell us your goal for the week, we'll help keep you accountable. It is a proven fact that if you tell somebody a goal that you have, that you are like almost a zillion times more likely to achieve that
2: goal. Yep, 800%.
3: So, message us, tell us a quick goal, we'll chat back and forth with you, we'll, you know, we can become like pals kind of (laughs) it's like email and that way you can help start achieving your goals and it's one little step at a time
2: yeah so you can reach us as info at chainofwealth.com or if you'd like to set a public goal you can tweet us it's at chain of wealth
3: we'll catch you on the flip side